Hello, Reynolds. Hello, Peter. How are you? How are you? I'm very fine. Thank you. I'm also fine. Thank you. Thanks for taking the time for this conversation. I'm looking forward to it. Now, you're a very special guest, especially in these special times, because you are actually um, yeah, doing something great for humanity. You're actually working in UZ Leuven. Okay, it's the IT department, but now these Corona times, yeah, I know what the impact is on, on a hospital, on UZ Leuven, but what is the impact on your yeah, division, on the things you're doing? Also a lot, of course, because we are the supporting team uh, mm -hmm. of, of the hospital. Um, but um, it's, it's, of course, very demanding times. And uh, yeah, the whole hospital is changing in a very short period. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, as IT, you have to follow and it's mm -hmm. on different, different ways. Uh, and uh, one way is, of course, yeah, we, we, we just change wards uh, completely from the normal ward to a corona ward uh, where then the new patients and uh, the corona patients can come. And this, of course, has to change also the whole IT infrastructure of, of those, those places. Okay. Um, also, of course, the electron patient record system that mm -hmm. we use, yeah, also you have to adapt because you move completely wards from one building to the other and, and all this kind of things has to change. Mm -hmm. But also functionality, yeah, you want that the nurse, the physician immediately see that this patient is tested for corona or suspected for corona and all this kind of information. So also there are a lot of, a lot of changes. Okay. We, uh, we have to report to the government. So also there is a, lot, a team working on this. Okay. This automatically uh, that yeah that because otherwise by hand you make errors uh, yeah. it's not up to date uh, the government wants uh, at least twice a day numbers of of each hospital so we try to to provide uh, to provide this but the most important i think uh, for us as uh, the most impact was uh, helping the patients directly uh, because all the rest what i mentioned there as business as usual of course it's a little bit stressy uh, but this kind of things yeah that's where we are for and that's that's the the normal things only comes very a lot of work in a short period uh, but it's uh, it's uh, because visitors are not allowed anymore in the hospital so there was a big demand and uh, of uh, yeah how how we can have that the patient has contact with their family even in a very difficult and worse situation sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, we were very happy that uh, some of my guys jump on it and uh, cr created with all the tools that were available in a very short notice, a system that uh, you have, like we now talking mm -hmm. to each other, uh, that also patients uh, could talk with their family uh, uh, on a regular basis or even, and that's really sad of course, but also it happens in the last moments uh, that they have uh, to talk with the, with the family on the other side. Well, that's, uh, an that's an interesting, where, where, I mean, I had the perception because there are a lot of patients that the, the hospital is really focusing on, yeah, managing, processing patients and make sure they get out as soon as possible. Um, but you are actually adding on top of a kind of experience layer because this is a very important one because especially elderly people or people who are very sick and who yeah, maybe are not going to make it. Mm. Uh, yeah, they cannot see their family anymore. I mean, who is that something that came from, from your department? People said, okay, no, we're going uh, to... Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's general, but I think the problem is, of course, in the media, everybody is focused on the physicians mm -hmm. uh, that in the war zone, uh, completely covered, uh, the nurses uh, uh, that are really working 
hard and in difficult mm -hmm. circumstances, the mm -hmm. pictures of the masks with all, uh, mm -hmm. this is the things that comes in, uh, uh, in the media, in the press. Uh, and this is of course true and it's really hardworking yeah. and confronting, but there's also a lot of people in the background working. Yeah. And so a social department, for example, plays an important role here. They are there always uh, in normal circumstances, but definitely in this kind of, difficult periods, they really have the focus of to see yeah, uh, the, the social aspect of the patient and definitely when you come visit and have very difficulties to contact with your, um, uh, with your family uh, and, and friends. And so they, they are also there in the war zone and also see mm -hmm. this and, and yet and they try to manage with the tools they have. And it's uh, the social department, for example, uh, together with some of the physicians uh, that contact us to see, well, mm. we see this problem, how can we solve it? And then in, in just a, in a weekend time, we, we, we provide a full solution uh, for helping them, uh, for helping the patients to have contact with, with the families. In, uh, in February, I was in Egypt and there I saw some Chinese people wearing masks and I still remember um, telling to my wife, we were a little, little bit laughing with that. We were like, why are they wearing masks? And at that time already, um, Corona was already known or just started a little bit in, uh, in China. And of course, like a lot of people, I did not expect that expon exponential yeah, impact. Um, when, I, when were you involved? Was it like a, week, a couple of weeks before the, the lockdown or was it already in, in mid-February that that the hospitals already were, I wouldn't say informed about this pandemic that was coming or how did that work, that process? Yeah, I think the timing is more or less correct, but uh, I also, uh, I was on holidays just uh, before the lockdown. Okay. Um, I left, I think, uh, yeah, the end of February, end of February. Uh, and at that time, I was still, like you say, like most of the people thinking, okay, there was some virus there in, in China. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, it's serious, but uh, we will have it under control. Uh, at that time, when I left on holidays uh, in the hospital, was already talking about it, uh, but I had not a feeling that it was really uh, uh, already also taken very serious because otherwise also my mind would be uh, probably different. Mm -hmm. um, we saw it as a, as a threat possibility. There were already groups thinking of how we, uh, if, if we have some extra patients, uh, uh, how we will, will do it. And then uh, two weeks of holidays, well, two weeks, one, yeah, almost two weeks. I came back, I think the, the, the 9th of March. So I left end of February and then uh, the 9th of March I was back. And uh, the first day on the office, the 10th, yeah, I saw the world is completely changed. Uh, also in the hospital, uh, uh, the, the, the crisis uh, uh, infrastructure was there, the management that managed the crisis, all the uh, things were already in place. They were talking about it. And yeah, my first reaction, I came from holidays, was uh, yeah, a little bit exaggerating. Uh, but after the second day, yeah, I said, no, no, th th those guys mean it's very seriously. Uh, and then the third day, yeah, we were already making place uh, in the hospital for the first mm -hmm. patients uh, that still were not there at that moment yeah. or are coming. So, um, so yeah, because I was two weeks away, I, I, I missed a part. No. Uh, on holidays, I'm really not connected with work. It's holidays. Um, and... Uh, is uh, but I, I saw a big difference today 
just the day before I, I was leaving two holidays and I can come, come back. Yeah, the hospital was in a different mode. It was from a just business as usual yeah, yeah. with some attention too. Yeah. Uh, and when I came back, it was a war zone yeah. uh, and uh, everything was focused on one thing and that was COVID. Hey, you're talking about war zone. Does that mean that you now have the feeling and you and your team that you together with all your colleagues, uh, because I fully agree here, yeah? I mean, the doctors and, and the nurses, they're doing amazing jobs, mm -hmm. they're heroes, but you are guys also are heroes, so it's everybody together. You have the feeling that um, everybody is now working towards that common purpose more than ever before and working as one team where maybe in the past, yeah, you had the different silos in the organization, whereas now everybody's really focused on, mm. yeah, of course, this is, uh, well, I, I, I think in general, we work more or less well together in the hospital, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. in every company. Yeah. But if this kind of things happens, yeah, then it's uh, every everybody focused on one thing, mm -hmm. go together, uh, join effort, you do more yeah. uh, th than you would do in general. Mm -hmm. uh, in general, you would say, oh, well, we have to see follow procedure here, uh, approval there. Uh, of course, we still do this, but yeah, you, you don't escape anymore uh, or you hide you don't hide you anymore about rules and, uh, and and things you go for it and you see everybody tries to do to do the best uh, and yeah it's it's a team effort uh, for the whole hospital yeah. uh, some pieces are more important than others yeah, but yeah, yeah. it's uh, and, uh, and, and some people are more confronted with the situation uh, than, than us. Eh? IT mm -hmm. in general, yeah. we are more in the back, of course. Uh, uh, and that's more luxury uh, situation mm -hmm. uh, uh, there. But uh, yeah, every piece is together. But what's, what's important that you feel now, it's uh, all together yeah. to, uh, uh, to go for it eh? yeah. and, and, and to combat the, yeah. uh, the virus. And, I mean, I, I see that's, People in this situation um, react in, or in two possible ways, or they accept it and they go with it and they take time to reflect or do what necessary, take action. And the other ones are, are more um, feeling fearful. I mean, mm. some people, especially by, by, by social media and, and the media, they, they think like, hey, and it's serious. Eh? I'm not going to say it's not serious, but I also believe that just focusing on fear will actually give you more fear. Were there people in your team or colleagues that you had to manage? Because I see that in our organization that some people, because they're really socially isolated, I wouldn't say they're having a depression, but they're, yeah, they're, they're suffering. Yeah. Uh, Peter, like always, in every situation, you have different kind of people that that react on, on this differently. Uh, and, and what you say is completely true. Also, it, 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 well, in my environment, in the friends, but also in in, in my team, yeah, mm -hmm. everybody reacts differently. Every uh, everybody's personal situation is also yeah. differently. I, I'm a very luxury situation. Uh, I'm just here uh, with my wife, just sitting here uh, in a big house, well, relatively big house with a garden in the middle of the city. Uh, no kids around. Yeah, that's easy. If yeah. you imagine you are alone and the only person that you see is by Skype or Zoom, it's much more, it's a completely different situation. Yeah, yeah. Or you have four kids around you. Uh, uh, that's also a complete different situation. And then indeed the fear, you, you, you feel uh, some people are really focused on it, follow the news every second. Uh, and yeah, it only makes them, uh, yeah, getting the fear and yeah, you get in a, in a negative uh, 
how you call it, spiral, uh, negative, uh, uh, well, yeah. whatever, circle. So, neg yeah, whatever. The, the negative circle. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, but they, they can't help, of course, because it's how they are. Everybody reacts differently. It's also the difference between an introvert and an extrovert. Yeah. The introverts now, some of them, they are very happy now because yeah. they, they don't have to sit in an office with 60 other people. Uh, they can do their thing very focused uh, uh, on, their, in the, on their desk. Uh, and they are now, yeah, they say, well, I'm much more productive than, than before. Yeah. Uh, and other people, yeah, everybody reacts differently, but you have to pay attention to this. Yeah. So, um, so that's from the first moment, yeah, because telework, uh, uh, continuously nobody has done this before no. or, or not much mm -hmm. people before on this scale uh, so every day uh, each team uh, has to in the morning uh, or in the day a stand up to yeah. see hey yes. and, and not only about about business about oh. things but also how it's with kids uh, yeah. and this kind of things and also important is from time to time uh, that the team leads individual uh, has a call like this here uh, j just to one on one uh, to see and to talk about the small yeah. things the big yeah. things uh, yeah. to see that everybody is is okay and and yeah you see then with the, with those conversations you see everybody is reacting uh, differently also yeah. on the on the floor so i have still people in the hospital because mm -hmm. yeah Printers, computers—they have—they still get broken even in COVID time. So you have to replace them, uh, and this kind of thing. So you see also different different reaction. Person to say, okay, okay, I will take my my mask. Uh, I will do, wash my hands, uh, and uh, I'm comfy uh, that uh, everything will go right uh, and will go and we go for it and we go in the hospital and and, and do this. Even on the COVID uh, units, they go. Uh, and uh, and other people say, oh, I really fear to to go inside. While in general, it's it's relatively safe. But yeah, it's it's how you look at the yeah. at, at, at the things, and mm. it's very difficult to, to to change this because I think this is really something. Yeah, it's inside the people, and, yeah. uh, and of course you can talk with them. That helps, uh, and uh, uh, of course uh, we, we never force people. Of course, also not, but uh, it, it helps. But yeah. It's it's how people react, and that's yeah. always different, yeah. uh, and that makes it, uh, of course, interesting, but also challenging in some yeah. cases. And and do you think uh, what do you think the world would look like post Corona, generally oh. spoken? Do you think? I don't know. I, I thought about a lot of it. Uh, we, we talk also here uh, mm -hmm. a lot of it. Um, oh, I think personally, I think uh, three four years, the same as before. Okay. Uh, it's not that I want it that's the same as before, but I think we are, it's our habits. It's, we, we like what we do and how mm -hmm. we do it. And I think it will, at the end, back, back to business. In the beginning, not that traveling will be different. Uh, okay. It will be difficult, will be difficult, will be different. Uh, also the airline industry, uh, mm -hmm. prices of the tickets will go up uh, mm -hmm. the next year. So, uh, not every week a city trip uh, anymore, uh, th these kind of things. But I think at the end, unfortunately, uh, I think we will come back where we were. Uh, I think uh, it's very difficult uh, to change that. That's my personal feeling. And, um, and do you think uh, on Uzet Leum, for instance, within IT, that maybe Teleworking is going to be more the yeah. standard? 
these kind of things. But I, I, I don't, don't see this as a, as no, a, huge, uh, as a huge thing. Uh, what, what you see is we have proven, all of us, not mm -hmm. all of us, that telework can work. Mm -hmm. um, we a lot, still a lot of companies that were a little bit afraid of telework. Yeah, no. uh, so now they can see, well, it works. Um, but uh, I don't think, so I think, yeah, telework will in more companies, much more, uh, yeah. you will see more. Uh, but that we now uh, all will work 50% uh, from home at the end, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's, uh, so I think it's not a real, will not be a big change. You yeah. will see some, some kind of things that we now do. Yeah, that of course, for the benefits, will, we will uh, uh, also do after corona but not that it's i don't really think it will be a enormous mm. big change i hope for example uh, a complete other area is is yeah we see now that uh, because we uh, have uh, outsourced all our uh, productions of uh, masks and, and medical equipment even medications uh, to uh, for example this this in those cases most of the time to china uh, yeah now we say ah, we have to do it back uh, mm -hmm. here uh, uh, more local so that when a disaster happens mm -hmm. we have our own resources mm -hmm. uh, and yeah you will probably see this as the first moment after when the mm -hmm. crisis is over you will see some initiatives clearly uh, mm -hmm. to do this but i think after a year or five economy will come back and they say yeah. produce it maybe not in china but wherever uh, uh, other place in the in the globe well let's go there it's it's cheaper it's uh, more efficient well and uh, let's do it there and then i think in five six years we we will make the same mistakes as uh, as before <laughs> well I, I i i share the same opinion i think the majority of people they they are very reluctant to change and they don't see the lesson or don't take the time for a lesson and that's fine eh? but i think um a small amount of people and it really depends on your situation i think people who are already not happy with their lives on whatever situation for instance on work this is now the time to reflect because they have lots of time and in the beginning they will uh, i think they will go crazy but at a certain time they will go to, through that craziness and if you then add some things like oh you have children but it's really challenging to and uh, take care of your children and to do your work and uh, maybe to teach them and things like that and then your employer says oh, it's your you have to take it for yourself. I mean, um, you just take holidays to take care of your children. It's your problem. I know such situations, um, also situations where they are obliged to work in the office because the, the IT system cannot be um, contacted remotely because it's still a very, I don't know, legacy system, which is also kind of BS, but that's another discussion. And, and also people who are, yeah, I wouldn't say struggling with themselves, maybe are going to look for more purpose-driven, I wouldn't say job, but, but, and because I had some people here who are younger than us, like 23 or 28, they, I, I, and I don't want to generalize, but I had the feeling that they are more focused on, on the purpose thing, what they want to do with their lives than I was at that age, to be honest. And, and I think, I, I think I see a little shift. Does that mean that I see a shift for everybody? No, not at all. Uh, I agree. Eh? I, I think this kind of crisis is, and doesn't, 
it can be corona but it can also another personal uh, crisis that you have creates also for individuals some opportunities and changes mm -hmm. but i don't think that in general if you put all the people back together mm -hmm. that there is a change uh, on, on, on the big level but individual this can be uh, definitely uh, change people's life because yeah indeed like you say you will reflect things uh, there you are in shit but shit can also create opportunities yeah. uh, and uh, but that's on the individual level uh, and there yeah I think uh, it can change uh, people persons uh, how they think and how they uh, how they go forward with their lives but in general if you then look in general to the people to the Belgian society, the European society, the world society. Yeah. I don't think at the end yeah. it will not change uh, change much. I'm going to now shift to a complete other subject subject, and I I, I um, it's a sensitive subject. So uh, because this is recording, so be sensitive which which you're going to talk about. Some people see this crisis also as an opportunity, especially hackers. Um, so I wouldn't say the bad ones. Eh? Um, do you see now more attacks in general towards Uzetliv? Um No, not really. Not more than before. Okay. Um, uh, it's difficult to say because it's only just a month and you have to see yeah, it a little bit yeah, longer okay. uh, period. Yeah. But these kind of things attract bad yeah. things also uh, also well you can also see it as a business they have a business there's yeah, a new a business, yeah. new uh, situation and the smart guys yeah they take the opportunity there so um, what I see more as a risk now for a lot of companies and definitely uh, for for hospitals now is that uh, we are under stress we are in a war zone uh, and that means that you are focused yeah on one thing yeah, I understand. Uh, that means that you probably neglect some other things. Mm -hmm. uh, we have, uh, we have suddenly uh, User Leuven didn't. Uh, well, had just a very low amount of people in User Leuven could do uh, telework. Now we are at one thousand, yeah. one thousand five hundred. They've never done it before. We had. So we had to, to create this. Uh, we had to onboard them uh, for doing telework. Yeah, this is a risk. It's a change that normally, normally this kind of projects you take months for preparing, yeah. educating, and this. Yeah, no, this is just suddenly yeah. uh, because of the. Yeah, you have to exchange data with the government and this kind of things. Normally, yeah, you start science slowly on a whiteboard, thinking how we would do it, how we do it secure, uh, GDPR wise, and this kind of things. Now we have to do it in 24 or 48 hours. That doesn't mean it's unsafe or we don't take yeah. care of GDPR. Yeah. That's something else. Yeah. But normally you take much more time for it. And yeah. so it's a possibility uh, that you, well, forget something. Yeah. So that's also why I, I really asked to the, uh, to the security team we had to put more focus on it instead of less uh, because it's it's really important is so much change in the hospital in the way we work yeah that of course yeah you are more vulnerable yeah, yeah that's true see it as a as a as a war uh, uh, yeah. on the front gate of your castle uh, the yeah. army is coming yeah but maybe in the back is a small army yeah. between uh, yeah. between the woods but you are now paying attention because all the focus is on the front door because there is the what you think the real enemy and so i think 
a lot of companies now, and especially hospitals, but probably also others, Everybody. because of the changing now, the changing of working, yeah, you're more vulnerable uh, because yeah, changes creates always uh, vulnerabilities. Uh, and so, yeah, and that's, I think, what, uh, what, what hackers uh, see today. Uh, they, they see this change and they see this opportunity. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, we try to do our best uh, uh, and put a lot of effort in it uh, to keep uh, to keep the hospital running. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's also an, a really unfair battle. Yeah, yeah it's it, it is, it is, it is, it is. Now, um, war does also mean that you're going in some kind of yeah, protection modus and not a growth modus. I mean, are there already things that you, lessons that you are learning through this corona that you will think, oh, after corona, we're going to do this or this or this in IT that will change our strategy? Things that you learned, they're like, oh, this is interesting. Maybe the whiteboard thing is a great thing, but maybe we have seen that our teams are working great, but maybe we can, I don't know, a tool or a process or whatever um, that you say, oh, we're going, this is something due to corona that shifted my for me, On this moment, it's for me to, to too early. I think mm -hmm. we have to make this exercise afterwards. Um, uh, it's not that I now already look, oh, if we have did, done this before, yeah, yeah, yeah. then uh, what I, I, I see, of course, now is, uh, so we will do this exercise definitely uh, after the, the crisis to see how we did it. It's also always important to reflect a little bit to see how we did it, where we could do better, why we couldn't do better. And then maybe you say, oh, maybe if we had this in place already, then uh, it could be uh, going faster and this kind of things. Um, and yeah, we have, we have to see this, this is too early. What I see now, what I see now, and that's the, the opposite is, uh, of course, we, we talk about it already. Uh, this corona creates also opportunities. Uh, and, and one of the opportunities is, for example, a tele consult, a tele and video consult. Um, uh, everybody was already talking for ages mm -hmm. for this, uh, but was never a, a, a legal uh, agreement there and also not a financial agreement with the government. Uh, so everything was in place in our, in our hospital. We had software, it was integrated mm -hmm. in the medical file, but nobody was using. Why was nobody using it? Because there was no legal framework, there was no financial framework. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and so, yeah, now suddenly, yeah, this is the only solution. They have to have contact with their patients because patients can't come to the hospital or have fear to go to the mm -hmm. hospital. So uh, telework and uh, Teleconsult, uh, uh, well, not telework, teleconsult, I mean, and video consult. Yeah. Now, yeah, there is a agreement there uh, how, how they can use it, uh, in what cases, and also uh, uh, what its financial means uh, uh, for the patient and for the physician mm -hmm. uh, or for the hospital. And then, uh, so I know, yeah, you know, you start seeing using this. And that's, mm. the, that's an opportunity because we will definitely, uh, I, I think that, definitely after the crisis, will use this for, for some kind of patients. Yeah, because yeah, you have yeah. patients that, for the, you, you know, you have a, a, a disease, a pathology, and you have every six months you have to come back mm -hmm. to, to the physician. And in some cases, there's conversations just, I, hi, Peter, how are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. fine. Uh, everything okay? Everything okay. Uh, have you got some high pressure this or a little bit dizziness? Mm -hmm. No, everything else fine. Okay, see you fine. next six months. 
this kind of conversations you can definitely perfectly do remote. It's much more efficient for the hospital, the physician, uh, and for the patient, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think this, this, this kind of opportunities, yeah, yeah, they are there, and, and then that you will see, of course, uh, afterwards that you say, ah, this, uh, you will do this more or also after uh, Corona. Interesting, interesting. Now, you have been, uh, you started your career in, is it Leuven, more than 20 years ago? Um, yeah. 25 years ago? And 25 years 25 ago, 25 yes. years ago. Yeah, I'm a part of the furniture. <laughs> You're 40 years plus. And, uh, yeah, I mean, and then now you're managing, or man, sorry, leading, because I don't, I, I don't like the word managing people. You manage things. Um, wh what do you see in IT? And I know it's going to be technology, and that's a very general thing, between 25 years ago and now. Oh, a lot of things changed. Um, although also a lot of things came back but in another, another forum. Mm -hmm. um, Technology-wise, yeah, I think everybody knows what changed. I think this is less interesting. Mm -hmm. um, if I look to I, the relation IT with uh, the hospital, the relation there, and also that there is, of course, a lot of, a lot of changes. Mm -hmm. And I find this much more interesting uh, than just yeah, that you use another technology because the technology is there. Mm -hmm. uh, that are just tools uh, yeah. to... to to get where you want to be. Yeah. Um, and uh, so in the beginning was just, uh, yeah, it, it was the hospital and the hospital was taking care of a patient. Yeah. And so the, the software we provide was just doing this. Mm -hmm. Was a central database and was optimized for taking care of the patient, but focused on the hospital on the workflow of the hospital, on the workflow, uh, to optimize the workflow, uh, to, 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 change, uh, to share data between uh, uh, tear caters mm. in the hospital. Yeah. Uh, everybody who was involved around taking care of the patient was, was uh, used the software, but was only internally. It was mm -hmm. focused, the patient is there, he's sick, we have to uh, uh, get him better as yeah. soon as possible. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was a very hospital-centric approach. Um, and then, in, in, let's say in the, in the in begin 2000, uh, we, we say, well, the hospital is not only part of this story. Um, it's also important uh, to, to connect with, yeah, with, with the home physician or an external specialist that sends the patient to the hospital. Uh, because in the past, uh, at the past, how it worked, you, home, you come to a home physician, oh, a little bit uh, pain here, then the home physician says, oh, I will send you to the hospital. He writes a nice letter of two lines and uh, sent you to the hospital. And then the home physician had to wait till he received a letter yeah. by mail uh, from the hospital, where then it's a, with Peter, everything, okay. Uh, and that could take a long time. Um, uh, and so begin 2003, we, we start say, well, let's involve also the home physician or the external uh, specialist that's sent the patient. And so we give them access to the patient file at that time. So it was begin 2000, uh, I think 2003, whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, but you saw already a shift. It was not only the hospital, but also the hospital and uh, 
the home physician. Um, then a little bit later in 2006 or seven, say, well, the hospital, the hospital is small because yeah, we work together with other hospitals and a patient, especially when it's a complex pathology, mm -hmm. goes from one hospital to another. For example, do the first exams in, a, in, 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 a, in one hospital and then because it's complex, they send the patient to the university hospital, for mm -hmm. example, like us. And you have to, to treat the patient uh, together. Uh, and yeah, then oh, what if we can exchange the patient data between those, those hospitals? Uh, it's a complex thing because everybody has his own system. They are not compatible. Uh, yeah, of course, you can exchange a name and an address and a, and, a, and a birth date, but that's it. All the rest is much more, much more complex. So we start saying, well, let's work together with a lot of hospitals, some of the hospitals, and share the electron patient file so that we also, as hospitals, sharing uh, information and sharing the patient data. So not only hospital focus, not only with the home physicians that send the patient, but also with uh, with your neighbors, your friends, uh, because we, we work together, we send patients to each other, and then the treatment can be uniform yeah. over this. Um, and then, uh, yeah, then of course, at some moment you say, well, the most important part we forget, and that's the patient. And, and that's what's, uh, what's happening is on this moment. The patient is also a very important part of the, uh, uh, of the treatment. And so uh, today it's really important that also the patient has view okay. of the patient data, on his data, not only a view, but also can interact with the team that work around him. Um, and this is, uh, and, and not only just viewing, but really interacting. And that's, that's where then the, the mobile apps comes, okay, okay, where, okay. A patient, where a patient can see his information, but also can interact uh, with, with the team, with the physician, with the nurse, whatever, depending on, on, on the situation, where uh, also uh, things at home, uh, you can enter your blood pressure uh, okay. automatically or by hand, whatever. Uh, you can, uh, for example, uh, even uh, sugar values for diabetes, this kind of things in the past, you write it down in a book. Now you can do it electronically and you can do much more things with it and you can, uh, and you really involve the patient in the treatment. Um, uh, GDPR has helped, helped us there, but we were already starting with this before that, long before that, but GDPR helps us to convince everybody that this is, uh, this is important, that the patient is a part of the treatment. Uh, and that's what they call, but I hate the term, patient-centric approach. Mm -hmm. It was always patient-centric. That's difficult. Even in the, in, in the Middle Ages, it was patient-centric because that was what you do. You helped the patient, but uh, now in the information is in the loop and is also really a part of the uh, of the treatment team of that mm -hmm. at, at the end uh, it has to be. So for example, what you saw is, yeah, we opened, uh, uh, so the patient files to the patient, so they can see their own uh, patient files. And, and you see already the, the, the benefits uh, there. Of course, you get some discussions because there are some informations that you maybe don't agree, but sometimes there are also wrong information you go to a consult, you talk a half hour, 20 minutes, 10 minutes, five minutes with a physician. Yeah, he writes it down. It's possible that you were, as a patient, nervous and you didn't say it wrong. Uh, it is also possible that the physician 
didn't understood you well and mm. uh, noted wrong. So that's uh, really interesting. Uh, that, uh, of course, doesn't happen often, but you see some interactions. Uh, well, this, it was not uh, uh, my uncle uh, that has the same illness, but uh, it was, uh, was a friend, so you mistake or reverse uh, uh, for when it's, uh, uh, or no, no, my blood pressure was okay, but uh, my temperature was high. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I just give stupid examples, but uh, yeah. sometimes, uh, sometimes this happens because you are nervous uh, as a patient, uh, because you have only the, the five minutes of window of opportunity to tell your story, that you make mistakes. But of course, uh, physicians uh, or, or nurses or other people involved can also make a mistake. Uh, and this is very interesting. And then the interactive way of communication, uh, reporting every time, uh, for example, uh, how much pain you have uh, if you have a pain treatment. Uh, yeah, if you put it electronically in the app, in your, directly in your patient file, yeah, then also the hospital can follow up. You can have some rules uh, in the background running on this and can create alarms, uh, alerts and this kind of things. So the patient becomes much more important in the whole, in the whole treatment. And that's where we are today. Uh, and then, um, and you will probably ask, but I will do it in your name. Uh, for, and how you see it then in the, the next five years going. <laughs> in the deeds. Uh, <laughs> deeds. I think there is, um, uh, I, I think, uh, and, 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 and it's difficult to say, but uh, on this moment, uh, healthcare is very reactive. Mm -hmm. You are ill, and then you go to the doctor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's the same as my car is broken, then I go to the garage. Mm -hmm. um, it would be much better uh, if we could have a, a model uh, that we could avoid that you get ill. Yeah. That we can do the things up front be mm -hmm. just before it gets worse. Um, but that's, that needs a complete change. Uh, of course, it doesn't work for everybody uh, mm -hmm. and for all cases, but for some it works. Uh, but it, 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 it has to, to change in this uh, so that we can avoid this. And you see in the States are much more, uh, are already some initiatives there because their healthcare is managed by insurance companies. Okay. So, yeah, more or less. I, I just make it short, but this more or less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That means they are their interest is you don't go to the hospital. Yeah, because they have to because pay. Because if you go to hospital, I have to pay. Uh, so they try to avoid that you go to the hospital. So there you have already kind of apps that you have to install. Huh? You come to me as an insurance company, perfect. This is your uh, your rate. But if you install the, the that app, your rate is lower. Mm -hmm. Why is it lower? Because then you have to say how you are, what you eat, or maybe you have to sport once a week. Yeah, smoking, uh, if you sport once a week, yeah. smoking, drinking, uh, well, here in Europe, it's much more complicated to do this, but uh, there are some initiatives and it's nice to see and to look and to see what the outcome there is. Uh, but because it's the insurance company that's, uh, uh, that manage and really wants that you don't go to the hospital, you see there uh, in the States already some initiatives here. Also, for example, what, what's really, uh, so for example, now um, you have a pathology mm -hmm. uh, and then they say uh, every six months you have to come back for, mm -hmm. for a checkup. Mm -hmm. But that's, wh why six months? Well, that's an average, an average. That means it's never be the right period for you, but it's mm -hmm. an average. Uh, 
And what if you could do just like your car suddenly says today, hello, it's time for going to the garage because I think it's time for going to the garage based on a lot of parameters yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and not just because it's fixed yeah. 30 or 40,000 kilometers you have drawn. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, if we could monitor some of the parameters there, individual to you, uh, yeah, then maybe it's it's time. Uh, then we, we we could send a message from well for you with with the parameters we receive from you. Okay, it's perfect. Uh, for you, it's eight months. Uh, don't we don't have the appointment yet? And then uh, for another person, maybe the parameters comes inside. Uh, well, the the parameters come in, and we see oh. Uh, this value here at the blood level, it's mm. time to come in. Yeah. And then maybe in four months, uh, you have to visit the hospital uh, and do some extra exams. So I think it, would, it will become also the, the possibility to get more personalized mm. uh, treatment uh, based on how you are and not on the average. Yeah. But that's, and I think I, if we will, will come there, IT will play an, an important role to facilitate this because yeah. th that's the only way to do it. Because then it's going to be a combination of uh, AI and I think wearables, bracelets or chips or whatever. Uh, sensors, all, the, thing. all those things, of course, it's very hip yeah. uh, there. And uh, like always, we are here and then it will drop again. Uh, but of course, there will be leftovers uh, and we will monitor more. Hmm. Uh, and uh, we will do more with those data. Uh, the sensors will become also much better and much more hmm. uh, uh, now, yeah, affordable. Uh, more, much more portable, uh, and and then based on this, you can do some some of the yeah. some stuff that indeed allows you to be more proactive than yeah. reactive. Um, but it's it's a long way to go well, it's uh, because it's not only it's not only just you need some technology. Uh, that's just a small part of it. You yeah. need legislation. You need mindset. You need also proven medical that it's medical proven that it's better or not because not in all cases this work of course yeah. uh, so it takes a long time uh, a long mm. time to go but i think the role of a hospital will will, will change in that it way yeah. uh, and maybe it's not been five years and it's in 10 years yeah. but uh, yeah but it, yeah but maybe okay, with this corona thing uh, they, they also want to monitor the people to to open up everything again so they want to monitor the people who have the virus uh, in order to to make sure that uh, uh, there is no second outbreak, so also there that's an opportunity to to think and even implement the these kind of tools and and legislation, um, because I, we know each other since two thousand and five. I mean, I I then had a BlackBerry. I I, I recall. I mean, um, I'm. I never expected that the adoption of like a smartphone that I even, I, I said, I will never going to check my mail on, on, a, on a stupid phone, but now it's so common. So, I mean, and it's so adopted so rapidly that I'm very uh, reluctant to do any predictions because yeah, I don't know. And especially, as you know, I'm in a, also in a very fast moving um, business where I cannot longer predict what is going to happen within six months. So, yeah, so that's, yeah, it's, it's, it's like driving a car and you can only see like 100 meters ahead. That's true. And that's always, I, 
Well, it's also cool, yeah. I mean, it's cool, and that's that that makes uh, life in general, but IT in special, uh, interesting because it's you you. The only thing that you know for certain is that it, uh, next year it will be different. Yeah, uh, and and that's what I like. Uh, uh, but I can't predict how no, different no, no, no. it will be. Uh, that's that's very very difficult, and it's impossible. And also, I I stopped doing doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. me too. Now. Uh, I mean, linked to that, um, 25 years, you know, um, leading 60 people. I mean, how did you learn to do that leading people? Um, because <laughs> like you're just saying, I mean, a lot of people are reluctant to change and then suddenly uh, a process, technology, whatever way of working needs to change, you need to adapt. And I can imagine that some people, yay, and the trendsetters and some are, I don't want to change anything. How did you learn that? Because I perceive you as a really human, human person and not some kind of uh, Excel metrics uh, <laughs> leader. <laughs> unless unless you've changed, eh? No, I can. Uh, no, I haven't changed. So, uh, no, not 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 Excel guy. Um, but I haven't learned. I mean, yeah, you, you do this by accident. Uh, and, and that's that's really uh, just an anecdote. Is uh, all my uh, my team leads has to follow a course now how to lead a team. Is it? Uh, yep, they have to, uh, and uh, it's organized by the hospital, uh, okay. uh, and so it's a course of several days uh, that they feel. I haven't followed never. In my time was not there, uh, so I have to to yeah to learn by myself. Fortunately, and that helps a lot, uh, was uh, growing very slowly. Yeah. Uh, uh, started uh, downstairs, not downstairs on, the not on the bottom up, but just uh, was just a member of the team yeah. doing the same shit as they did uh, at that time. Uh, enjoyed a lot, by the way. Uh, but uh, and then Gradually, and you, of course, you don't start with uh, managing. Well, managing, I agree with you. Uh, leading a team uh, of, of of sixty people uh, from the first day, because mm. that would be uh, really a shock uh, uh, there. I think, and yeah, I think if, it's very difficult to do it from one day to another if you never had got any experience there. But for me, it was very gradual uh, with a small team. Then yeah. that small team became bigger, and then a little bit bigger, and then a little bit bigger, and then it's at the end. Uh, uh, 60 people. Well, I I was also never stressed about it. Just uh, uh, just worked. I don't know why. Uh, uh, okay. And that's the, the the nice the nice thing. I think uh, important is uh, what, what I find very important is you have to trust people. If you don't trust people, then uh, then stop. Uh, I mean, then it doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, uh, I've never control people never never got that because you have to trust yeah no no that's really yeah micromanagement yeah that's 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 the person that thinks i've myself and i clone it 50 times yeah. and then i put it there that doesn't no. work no. um uh, because you want to do it all by yourself and you know better uh and that's uh so uh, and what's what was, was the most important thing to learn i think for me because that was in the beginning difficult is is delegate uh, okay. So the trust was there, but you have to delegate also. Giving okay, this is your for you your project. Just do it uh, in, and, your uh, in, in your own way. In your own way. How, how it is? And okay, you 
And uh, I always said, uh, you only come back to me if you think you are doing something where I don't agree. But you yeah. just think if I don't agree. It's, it's sometimes it's a mistake. Sometimes you think, oh, Reynolds would would you do would would find it uh, perfect? But maybe I don't. That doesn't yeah. matter. That's the pr uh, that's the cost uh, of, of this mechanism. But it works very well. Most of the cases, it's. Uh, uh, it's done on maybe not on the perfect identical way that I would do have yeah, done yeah. it, but that is not important. It doesn't, it's when, it doesn't matter. And uh, but so delegation because uh, in the beginning uh, it, it was in the beginning first the first time it was of course I can do it better and faster, and then after a while was ah, this kind of shit I don't want to give it to someone I will do it by myself because it's so shitty task uh, and th that are the several steps. But then yeah. You have to delegate and then uh, uh, then uh, trust your people, uh, and uh, they do well. Uh, yeah. That's, uh, yeah. And 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 what you say is indeed uh, the, the team. Yeah, in a team you need a, a lot of mix of different yeah. four Complementary. Complementary, and uh, of course they because if they were all like me, it will be a disaster. Um, so you need very conservative a conservative. It doesn't mean bad. Eh? It's just uh, they are focused on availability, uptime. Uh, they want to be sure that they can give this service uh, not only today, but also tomorrow. Uh, you need this kind of people, uh, definitely, because they stop other ones uh, that are very enthusiastic and just say, let's do this fast and, uh, and then forget that uh, yeah, also, there is also a tomorrow. There is also uh, availability, security, and this kind of thing. So you need different uh, kind of persons in the team. Uh, and yeah, they have to work together and they have to yeah. respect each other. And is that, this, this, it's that tension that actually is going to move you forward and at the same time keep your internal customers happy because uh, the second group, I maybe I can call them the innovators, they like the new shiny things and it's great, but there's also things that you have to manage today which you rely on availability and security and it's finding that, I would say balance, but I, I also believe that having that tension is actually good instead mm -hmm. yeah, if it would be all the same people, I mean, it's, it's that dialogue with going to create solutions and new ideas and things like that. And instead of just people saying, yes, 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 it's yeah, the same yes. way. And that's personally my belief. Yeah, people that just say always yes to you, that's wrong. Eh? That, that has no added value. Uh, you can automate this with a, with a robot. <laughs> uh, you need okay. people to say, no, you're wrong. Uh, yeah. Or uh, have you think on this? Or wouldn't we... Uh, more consider this. Uh, you, you need this dialogue, this discussion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's that's important. Uh, but, otherwise, but that's, but that's unique, eh, Reynolds, because you know I visit a lot of companies. This is a cultural thing, and the culture starts always at the top. Um, I mean, a, a, a part of it. Um, but I have been in companies where when you said no and you wanted to have a dialogue, you were the first that took an initiative that will cut your head off. I mean, that was, no, no, it's top down. You're just going to execute. If I say jump, you say how high. Nothing wrong with that if that's your strategy, but I really believe in order to, um, I wouldn't say grow, but allez, stand the test of time and to keep your best people, it doesn't work. You have to give them trust and give them some projects and let them do their thing in their own way so that they can grow and then that they can, um, how do you say that? Um, yeah, uh, manifest their potential as a human being and then connect it to that higher 
organism where they are part of, then you're going to, and also it's, I mean, it's funny for you also when people are doing their things that you don't have to control them or micromanage them and they're only going to mm -hmm. come at you when they have a problem and a solution and they want to discuss that with you. It's my personal belief. Yeah, yeah. I, I, when they come to me uh, with a problem, I also want that they provide some solutions, solutions that they already have to think about it. People yeah. that just uh, just only only come with, uh, I have a problem. Yeah, that's perfect, but that's not good enough. I really yeah. want that they are thinking about it and uh, provide already some possible solutions. Uh, and that, that's important. Yeah. One remark, Peter, is yeah. at some moment, so I find dialogue very important, but at yeah. some moment, somebody has to decide. To and then, yeah, and yeah. then you have to go all together in the same yeah. direction. Yeah, that's true. But at, before that, you, you need really yeah. a, a yeah. moment. Yeah. You, I want to have all the ideas, the possibilities, the risks, but then at some moment, yeah, yeah. we have yeah, to yeah, decide yeah. and then we have to go together yeah, uh, with it. Uh, if you like it or not, uh, yeah. That moment also, you, you co some companies or some places I see this never happened. Eh? They, 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 they postpone the decision and yeah, then yeah, after yeah, three yeah, years yeah. and meetings and yeah. meetings and meetings, yeah. Yeah, at some moment, yeah, yeah, you have all the information, of, no, not all the yeah. information, that's yeah. not necessary, enough information to make yeah. the decision. Yeah. But that's, uh, that's, 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 that's again, that finding that harmony, I fully agree, you have the, like this organizations where they go into a kind of consensus model, which is indeed great and decisions taking longer but they're afraid when, when the people in the top are afraid of taking decisions because they think that they are going to uh, have dislikes or people that will not, uh, because they will not feel popular because some people, yeah, they have another opinion. I mean, that's the part of a leader. You take a decision, you have a, 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 di uh, a dialogue, and at a certain point say, okay, these are all the ideas. I'm going to pick this one. I, this seems me the best. This is the sh decision you communicate to the team and they have to respect that. Because yeah, otherwise you have this like think tank meeting it is thing and I mean, for me it's always simple or you take a decision or the decision will be taken for you. Yeah, if you go to the consensus, consensus model all the time on, in the hallway, yeah, all your walls will be painted light gray. Yep. You will never have a red wall or a blue yep, wall. It will always gray. Uh, because that's the consensus. Uh, and uh, so you need all the information, you need all the opinions and then decide yeah. for one of them. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes it's a compromise, of course. Life yeah, is yeah, always full it. of compromises. That's not it's a problem, but uh, at some moment, someone has to decide uh, based yeah. on the information. But it's, it's, I mean, for me, it's like, I wouldn't say a war, but choose your battles. Eh? Some battles uh, you will win. And some battles you say, well, this is not important to me. It's okay what they decide. Uh, okay. Now, you're 40 years plus. Um, if you would go back. <laughs> you are very, very, very gentle to me. <laughs> plus. You're the George Clooney of Leuven. Eh? <laughs> um, but you at least have hair. No? Um, yeah, it, yeah, my hairdresser, of course, it was, um, yeah. That will be take some long, some time before I go to the hairdresser again. I think that's the only advantage that I have uh, already. I should have saved it, but that's another thing. Um, if you would go back, Reynold, and you take a DeLorean, huh? um, and you go back to the Reynold, you're standing, for, you're sta you're standing in front of. Uh, you're stand you're standing in front of. The university, the doors. You're standing in, <laughs> in front of the doors of the university. You're 18 years young. 
So the Reynolds of now is going to meet the Reynolds of when he's 18 years young. What are the three things that you would advise him? Nothing. He has to discover it all by himself. I would really find it. No, he has to, I think that's just the part how you are and where you get is by the experiences, by the mistakes, by the choices you made. Um, and uh, of course, I've thought about several times, well, this I could do differently afterwards, but I think it's, it's how you make it. If someone tells you up front, uh, this is the mistake you will make or this change, you can better do, do it differently. Uh, I think it, it will not be the same Reynolds anymore and he will make different mistakes uh, that we're not saying there. And I don't think he will be more happy than, than I was now. So I think I will say nothing. Mm -hmm. I will look, just at him, look at him from distance and I will laugh uh, probably uh, and uh, see him doing the strange things yeah. uh, uh, but uh, for the rest I, I think I don't want to give him advice yeah. 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 but I, I, I share the same opinion I, I, you're just mentioning the word mistakes but I, I see them as lessons there is an every yeah, mistake and, and a fruit of, of a lesson that you can learn you can always blame the other and be a victim afterwards you're always right and so doesn't you make at that point a, a decision and you have to to make the best of it, uh, live with it, uh, take the opportunities of it. Uh, and you, you never can retrace if I choose this or no, did no, that no. what it then happens, you don't know. No. Uh, uh, because it's not just one and zero there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of things are, are then coming no. back and what the impact is on your later uh, life. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. And it uh, would be and it would be boring in eh, life. Yes. Imagine that you're 18 and you know upfront yeah. all the lessons and all the things that you have to do. It's boring. It's just the, the every day learning new things. Uh, that that's interesting. That makes you uh, be confronting with new cases. That's interesting, uh, and uh, that makes life interesting. Otherwise, it's indeed boring. And if you look back, what is for you that you want to share? Of course, the biggest lesson that you've learned. You see, I, I don't think backwards, eh? so I don't know. No, but no, I'm going to share one of mine. Eh? I mean, yeah, and this, that, is something, that. this is something that I heard from a lot of people here. They said, all the decisions that I... All the... <laughs> that was my wife and my kids. It is a full energy. If you, if I look back to the to all the guests that, that, that I've been spoken to, they said to me, all the decisions that I took from my intuition, from my gut, those were the right ones. Um, for instance, uh, somebody came and uh, was uh, applying for a job like becoming a partner in my organization. Um, and I felt in my gut um, that, ah, hmm, little doubt. But in my head, I was like, yeah, we need it. Uh, let's go for it. And afterwards, it didn't work out properly. And I had that experience a couple of times. And for me, that's one of the biggest lessons. I think what, uh, I think for me, oh, if you, let's say, take some more risk. I, I don't, I'm not okay. a risk taker. Um, in office more than in private life, strange enough, uh, but uh, I'm not a risk taker. Uh, it's uh, I, I like to do new things. Yeah, you travel a lot. Things. Eh? I travel, travel a lot, but risky things and risky things. Yeah, that depends on each person, of course. But uh, 
like financial risks or uh, but also uh, risks in oh, this is uh, it, even in, in countries that I travel uh, I, I must feel uh, safe for example okay. and that can be very stupid things um, so uh, I'm really taking a little bit more risks mm -hmm. uh, maybe that uh, yeah that would definitely would change uh, my life a little bit, I think, uh, and maybe uh, would have created some more opportunities. But I'm, but that's uh, I, I feel comfy with it. But yeah. I'm not. Uh, so, for example, I still work at UC Leuven yeah, because I like it. Because I like it. And it changes uh, every year. You just said uh, so. it changes every year. I like it very much. But maybe if I would take a little bit more risk, then maybe I was working somewhere else. And I don't know if that was better or worse. And I feel very good working in New Zealand yeah, still I, after 25 years because it gives me pleasure every morning uh, to go to the office. But uh, if you, yeah, risk is the things I really always take in, in count in, in most of my well, decisions. No, I understand that. I mean, I, th I think the most important thing is what you just said. If you get up in the morning, and you don't strive for Friday evening, I think then you are, in my personal opinion, doing the right things. I mean, I, if you're doing something that you feel I'm fulfilling my purpose and I, I can, can contribute to something and I can have an impact on, for instance, the people in my team, um, making them better and making helping them achieving their mini dreams, I would call them. I mean, I, I think that's... I'm on the other way around. I'm like three, four years working for a company. I build it. And when it's built, I'm tired of it and go to the next one. And this, this is, I wouldn't say great, but it's also very um, tiring because mm -hmm. sometimes I envy you because I'm like, yeah, I also want that. But there's something in me that, that fired the same with this thing that I'm now building in. It's the same. Eh? Um, I enjoy it so much. But of course, it takes lots of a lot of time and, and so on and so on. So, so I think... It, for me, that's also the conclusion. Just follow the path of what gives you good energy. I mean, you, you, I, I've, and all the time that I've known you, I never had the feeling that you were um, racing against some kind of burnout. And you also had your challenges. Eh? No. Uh, well, we keep everything. Uh, we, how we call it? Wood. We take the wood. How the hout faster? Just, uh, but until now, no burnout syn uh, syndromes. But it can come. It can overcome everybody. By the way, I'm very convinced in this. Uh, but uh, I still love my work, uh, and uh, it's important. Uh, and, and, and of course, that's that's different for everybody. But I really, when I come home, I can switch off. Yeah switch off uh, the bottom and uh, just focus uh, uh, on home on relaxing on things that have to have uh, in your that you that you do in your private life without thinking oh, tomorrow again uh, difficult meeting budget constraints well this yeah. kind of things uh, now i can really make easily the shift between work and and, and private life yeah. uh, and that helps also of course yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, to the, you, you, you have been traveling this. You have been traveling the last years um, a lot. I mean, the last years. I think the last five years, I believe, or even more. Last ten years. The last ten years. What are the countries that you certainly want to visit, which are on your bucket list? The first ones you're going to visit after Corona. It's difficult uh, because our bucket list is very long. Uh, Costa Rica is on the is on my list, but uh, I I really 
for me, it's it's not about this country I want to look. I, I want to go to places where I didn't went before. Uh, and that doesn't mean it's on the other side of the of the globe. Uh, it can be. Uh, last last big trip was New Zealand. Uh, I can recommend it everybody. Um, but uh, also, uh, I, I just went two years ago for the first time in Greece. I also enjoy it uh, very much. It's uh, for me. It's just uh, getting. Uh, I, I really want to have contact with the local people. Yeah. How the persons there live. Uh, mm -hmm. and, uh, and and that's uh, how, how the country works, uh, what are the, uh, uh, how, and I really like to have the contact with the local people there to see uh, how their, mm -hmm. their life is. Uh, and of course, how the environment is, the nature, uh, it, these are really, yeah. uh, uh, really like to do. So it doesn't matter where, um, where it is, I think I, I want to visit everything, uh, if possible. Uh, but Costa Rica is one of the... the, the number one. Uh, well, South America, well, Costa Rica is Middle America, but South America also, never been there, so... Uh, okay. uh, that, but then also the fear, so like... Mexico, Colombia. Bank, Colombia. Uh, so, uh, this, this is more like already Argentina, uh, because it looks more safe. Uh, uh, but it's this kind of things uh, I always take in count. But uh, there's a lot of opportunities and possibilities. We will yeah. see. Uh, there's also no hurry. Uh, I, I hate, by the way, lists. Uh, I'm, I'm allergic to lists. Yeah. Uh, so if someone phones me tomorrow and say, "Let's go to that," that I, then I say, "Yes, yeah, why yeah, not? Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah. go." Uh, that that I like much more than just having a but, list. But that's that's actually a very big form of taking risks, eh, Reynold. I mean, if somebody would do that to me. Uh, like uh, tonight we're gone. I mean, my wife is like that. So I adapted to that and now I enjoy it. But in the beginning, uh, I was like, no, no, no. I have to get it in my head so I can plan that. Um, so that's for me a big risk taker. I mean, now by traveling so much and especially coming into contact with the local culture, um, I also believe, oh, that's a question. Did that challenge the way you look at the world or your belief systems um, because yeah, you're conditioned by Belgian culture, the media and so on and so on. By coming in contact with these locals, um, are there some things that you learned that you say, ah, oh, these people are looking very different at the world or at life that you said, ah, oh, I learned something from that. For, for instance, yeah. your wife, eh? I, I remember, yeah. I remember we're having a, a dinner with, with your wife and, and, their culture is very different. So we are in Belgium, we meet up, we make an appointment for like two, three weeks further, and then we meet each other. There, where she's from, from Spain, it's like, oh, we're going to send a text tonight, come over, and uh, just, yeah, on the spot, we're going to do some. This is not really in our culture. I think the most thing that you learn is that, yeah, that your or culture or mind culture or the Flemish or the Belgium or whatever culture. Yeah. It's just a culture like everyone else. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's just nice to see that some of the, but what I really like, some of the habits we have, you see also complete on the other side of the world also happen. And also on, you see complete different things uh, on the other side or even in Spain, uh, different things. Uh, I just like to, to, see, to see the differences and mm -hmm. it opens you, I think, yeah. very much. Uh, it really gives you uh, always not uh, 
the reflex of, of you know, we, we do it better or yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like our way is the way. Yeah, that's really, uh, well, I was already convinced years before that, that mm -hmm. uh, when you travel, then you see well, people are also very happy and oh, I like that. So, so for example, uh, with Spain, uh, yeah, it is from Spain, you know. So yeah, we adapt also some of the Spanish things now here. Huh? We eat at nine o'clock in the evening dinner every day. Uh, uh, it's a stupid thing, but uh, it's 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 it's, uh, it's uh, how it is. I was also in the past more planned about uh, meeting friends and this kind of things. Yeah, mm -hmm. now it's a little bit less. I mean, sometimes yeah, if you meet with Flemish friends, you have to plan it up front because they have an agenda, and uh, you have to find uh, uh, the, the free uh, the free moment. But yeah, it must not be planned like always. Uh, mm -hmm. So that's also things. Uh, things I've seen, things I've learned. And, and most important, especially when you go a little bit to uh, to other continents, I think Africa, uh, I think of Myanmar, for example, um, yeah, you see, and, and that's that makes you smaller, you see that people can also be very, very happy with much less. And, uh, and and yeah, and I think a lot of people also, ex or some of the people experience this maybe now also, uh, is is in this period. Yeah, uh, it's not that we enjoying uh, COVID, of course, but you learn to to see the small things and to appreciate the small things. Yes, we can go walking outside. Wow. And the if I now go outside, I see everybody walking, jogging, uh, doing all those things in the past. I mean, never doing this was, uh, uh, and, and so, and you see they're enjoying the small things uh, there and they appreciate. I hope that stays a, uh, for a long time for those. It's the same for me. Yeah? I mean, as I have been a lot on the road, I mean, now I have to stay at home and people have adopted this kind of way of meeting as, as the new normal, which makes it for me very, less stressful and like around 5.30 or something, it depends on, on the day. I mean, uh, I can go for a, a, a running with my son or, or with, a, with a bicycle when it's, it's nice weather. And so I don't have to rush to get home to arrange things to, or to pick him up. Um, so actually I like that. So it's, uh, and, and yeah, when you travel, you see this, that, that people can enjoy life on a different way than you do. Yeah. And yeah, it, and, and if you go to Africa or, 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 or Asia, some a lot of places, and you see, yeah, they have much less than you. I yeah. mean, in, in, in money, in property, in possibilities, yeah. but still they can be very can be very happy they can also be very unhappy by the way uh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's safe. food yeah, drinks yeah, yeah. Uh, uh the regime can uh can make them very uh suffering but uh that's what you see there is uh, uh for example madagascar we had a guide we, we choose really we always try to choose when we have a guide uh depends on the country uh we, we take a very local one uh, we not by an agency we go directly uh, we try to find one and it was a really lovely guy uh, that involves his whole family to get us uh, around madagascar uh, and then yeah with they have almost nothing and, and yeah, and still was a very interesting guy. And yeah, he seems, yeah, he, he was, in my eyes, very happy. Although he had uh, a lot of, uh, uh, 
uh, also got a lot of uh, very painful experiences in the family, dad, his illnesses, and mm -hmm. these kind of things. Uh, but yeah, he was enjoying the, the, the small things, uh, and that also we have to learn from time to time. Great, great. Last question, although I have lots of questions I could go on for hours, <laughs> but we'll do that offline. Um, what is still a very crazy dream for you to do or to be? A crazy one, eh? Not crazy, but not, I'm going to go open a house in New Zealand, although that can be a crazy dream. Oh, that, yeah, that, that's just, that would be, uh, well, I, I really want once to get to the, um, oh, uh, Ile de Pasque, Paas Eiland, uh, oh, yeah. in English, uh, but yeah. that's just uh, that, that's just a question of money. Uh, it's not a thing. Oh no! If you want a really crazy idea, well, uh, to uh, to present uh, the, the be a, a spokesman of the government now for the Corona crisis. If you <laughs> want to say this, I think I first I can be do better. I think, and secondly, I would love to do. I think this this kind of things. It's if you want a crazy idea, uh, yeah. that's uh, that's uh, that's maybe something <laughs> I, I would do. I would lovely uh, to do. And well, uh, in my PowerPoint, it will be it will be uh, will be nicer, better, clearer. Uh, but maybe well, probably the same uh, spelling errors uh, than yeah, they okay. had. But uh, that's uh, at least your machine would work. Yes. <laughs> well, you ask a crazy idea. There it is. Yeah. Reno, thanks a lot for the for the conversation. I mean, uh, it's already over one hour. I'm very grateful having you as a guest. You thought you were going pleasure, to Peter. say nothing, but on um, the contrary, I think it's a very valuable um, episode, and I'm going to launch it earlier than than and I'm going to launch it earlier. So um, I want to thank you for your time. It was a bit pleasure, Peter, and also nice to see you again. And do you enjoyed it? Yes, of course. I, I, I knew I was enjoying it, but I don't know if it was worth for uh, it has some value. I, of course, enjoying it, talking it, that's not ever a problem. Eh? No, it's it's. I think the most important, not the most important, one of the things is that you have uh, given us an insight how um, from somebody working from IT, which is also a part of of the team um, of a hospital. It's, it's, it's dealing with that, how, what, the, what is the impact, how you're doing with that. And I think that's something in the media that they always talk about the doctors and they get the credits eh, and the nurses. But this is also very important. There are also other people who take care of that experience of the patients. And I think that there is not a lot, not a lot of people talk about that and are yeah. not aware of that. Yeah, and IT is just a small part. Eh? I think on the cleaning, yeah. the cleaning team that has to clean all those rooms. Uh, they are really confronting also with all the, uh, all the things. The technical department that has to arrange things. Uh, it's the whole hospital. Uh, everybody is involved. Yeah, that's involved. the team. Uh, and that's uh, yeah. Of course, you focus only on the ones that are on the front front line, and that's good and that's perfect. But uh, there's a lot of people also working. Yeah, uh, but they, they cannot do it without you. Uh, well, maybe it without me, but uh, without the, the teams. Yeah, yeah. Team, the team, them. you, I mean the teams and... and without me, they can. That's not yeah. a problem. Yeah. Okay. Uh, see you soon, Reynolds, and take okay. care. Bye-bye. Uh, Peter, bye. bye.